Welcome back to the 19th episode of the Nobody Asked for This podcast. I would like to start by issuing an apology, an official apology for the state of things in the last episode, the previous episode. That would be episode number 18 of the Nobody Asked for This podcast. I believe it was called um, something something. Um, I sounded like a frog. I addressed it in the at the top um, of the of the show. You know, we're using very formal language here at the top of the show. But um, yeah, there was something going on. It was not COVID. It was not. Um, it was not a cough. I can tell you what it wasn't. I can't tell you what it was, unfortunately. Um, but that's okay. It was some something's going around. I had a dry cough. Someone gave it, to, or not a dry cough, a dry throat. Um, I'm not sure if it was a virus or not. If it was, whoever gave it to me, um, I hope you know who you are and you know what you did. I guess you're just going to have to live with it. Uh, you know, I don't know. If it wasn't, and if it was just an internal thing, then I guess I have myself to blame. So I'll take accountability for that aspect of this situation. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're feeling better today, as you can hear. You know, I, I just sound like I have a cold to the, the level that my voice normally sounds like I have a cold. I believe I addressed probably one of the first things I said in the first episode was I sound like I have a, a permanent sinus infection. So when I actually get sick, it sounds like I like it's I'm you know like I'm, my throat's about to fall out. Like it's it's a, it's a problem. Um, but we're we're working to fix it, um, and nature has run its course, and, and we're fine now. So very grateful for that. It's become you know custom for me to start these episodes with, you know, some sort of seasonal recap, a, a weather a weather update. I consider myself a meteorologist. Um, I have no background in that. I have no paperwork to, to tell you I went to meteorologistry school. Um, but, I, you know, I am. I check the weather app quite frequently. I, I've seen the graphs. Do you know how on the weather app you can look at just the, the basic information? They tell you this day, this day, this day, and the degrees and stuff. You know how you can click on, like, the expanded graphs? And you can see, like, the, the, the predicted forecasts, which, like, why are we predicting two weeks from now if we can barely get today right? But that's another issue. You know, you can see the graphs of the wind. And I did, not to brag, I did take a, a statistics class, Stats 100. Don't ask me what I got on the final, but I believe I passed the class. And um, yeah, so I really learned how to read graphs, and I've been using that skill in the weather app since 2018. So that basically qualifies me as a meteorologist. I'm also as heavily detailed on any episode of this podcast. Uh, I am a complainer. And I think amongst complainers, amongst my kind, um, that one of the number one things to talk about is the weather. So you put the weather plus complaining plus my ability to read a graph. I'm a meteorologist. And as a meteorologist, I can finally tell you that even though we've been talking about fall coming and pumpkins coming since July, fall is actually coming. Summer is coming to a close. It's been about 25 degrees here um, this week, which is crazy because that's like July weather, not October weather. But I've been looking, you know, looking at the graphs, checking, getting my little magnifying glass. I have one of those like Sherlock Holmes little circle things that you put over just one eye, not two, just one. And I've been examining with my compass and that um, little thing they make you get in the fifth grade math class. It's like um, one end you attach your pencil to and there's a pointy tip on the other side. 
and then you spin it around in a circle, maybe get a protractor involved. I've been, you know, combining all of that together, combining all those efforts. And I can tell you that the rain is coming. The rain is coming. I don't know exactly what hour it's coming, but it is coming, which I just think is something to celebrate, you know. It's it's been it's been a long summer. It's been a long hard summer. I've been wearing hoodies throughout it all, but sweating while doing so. And I'm just excited. You know, we normally get if I if I can turn this into a complaint. We normally get a couple weeks of like what I call like the transition weather where we go from like too hot to wear a hoodie to you know, it's maybe, you know, 10 degrees. If we do the math on that for the Fahrenheit people, that would be 10, 10, around 50, you know, maybe closer to 60 degrees. You get like, you know, you can have, a, you have your like your tracksuit on, but you don't need uh, a waterproof element to your hoodie. You just, you just go full hoodie. The problem is from the looks of it, from that little pencil protractor thing, I've been, I've been doing the calculations, as I said, and my Texas Instruments T3 is telling me that it's going straight from summer to like downpour blizzards. Not snow, but like, you know, rainforest blizzards. Um, ooh, Dairy Queen should try that. But it's, you know, we're losing out on that mid weather, but that's fine. We'll just layer up, make sure your top layer is waterproof, and then you can wear as many hoodies and scarves and jackets and boots as you want. I would like to to start this episode, even though you could argue that it has started with um, giving a special thank you. You know, I think it's important to show gratitude, to show, you know, respect to people that have helped you along the way. So I I don't do this enough on here, but I'm going to start and I just want to give a big thank you to um, someone very special to me who uh, gave me a gift. You know, the other day I was walking um, and I thought, you know what, maybe I'll get like a coffee or something from, you know, famous Tim Hortons. And I, and I think, you know, because everyone knows Starbucks, they got the mobile order situation. You, you, you know, type in, boop, 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 I want this, I want this. Whipped cream, extra drizzle. I always felt more comfortable ordering in the app, especially if I was ordering something wild. Because for some reason, it's less embarrassing to type that you want, like extra sprinkles, extra caramel drizzle, extra vanilla, extra whipped cream, blended three times in a cup, three sizes, too big. You know, it, it's easier to, to type that in and click submit than it is to say that to another human, whether you're in a lineup with like 15 people behind you. So I've always felt freer in a mobile order setting. And I thought, you know what? I think, you know, what is, let's see the Tim Hortons mobile ordering situation. And then I saw on there that someone had loaded a gift card into that app. At least, I mean, I haven't opened that app in probably four years. So at least four years ago, somebody you know, loaded a gift card. So I would just like to thank the special person that loaded that gift card into that app. And I'm assuming maybe 2018, 2019. Now I've thought about long and hard because I want to make sure I'm thanking the right person, right? How that gift card got in there. And from my deductive reasoning, I don't actually know what that means, but I took a philosophy course and that was a a thing that the professor said a lot, deductive reasoning. We're going to deductive reason. So in that process, I deduced that it could only be me. So yes, the the person that I would like to thank dearly for the the medium half coffee, half hot chocolate from Tim Hortons, um, I believe a few days ago, I would like to thank myself in 2018. Um, You you really didn't have to, me, um, but you did. So I, I thank you. 
That, that felt nice to get out. Oh, I know I was talking last week. I feel like I start everything by referencing something I talked about before. So this is really, this is turning into, like, we started as a sitcom where, like, like friends or whatever, you could really watch and you can go to any episode and, and it makes sense, you can figure it out. But the nobody asked for this podcast is slowly turning into, like, a serialized drama where, like, you need to have watched every episode in order because I'm just talking about the stuff that I talked about in the last episodes. But... I was talking about how I really wanted to maybe bring back some of the, the segments we did in the first few episodes and like add some, inject some structure into the show. And I'm so proud to announce that we have the return of the Gupdate. Now, the Gupdate segment, I'm sure many of you know, but for the ones of you that are new to us, which are exactly zero people because I've checked the statistics and there's no new listeners. But we're going to pretend for for sake of ceremony that I'm going to explain to the new listeners what the Gupdate segment is. The Gupdate segment is, we started it because we wanted a place to talk about our gut updates. Now, what a gut update is, is, and and we shortened it to Gupdate just because it sounded better. It kind of rolled off the tongue a bit more easily. Um, But a gut update is any sort of update that happens gutturally, you know? gastrointestinally so i always put in the descriptions of the podcast which i'm pretty sure nobody reads i put the the start and end time for the segment so i will do that in the spirit of you know living living in the old times um i'll put the the timestamp so if, if you are someone who you know you just heard from me explaining what a update is and you think that is absolutely disgusting you can skip it just just go into the description. We'll see you on the other side. Bless you on your journey. And, you know, and we can all move forward in peace. But um, yeah, I have a update to share. For some reason the other day, you know, let me break this down. There are, there are two of the worst feelings you can feel in your gut. And that is a feeling of diarrhea and the feeling of constipation. Well, I guess constipation isn't so much of a feeling as it is a, a concept, but... You get what I'm saying. Those are the, in my head, the two pillars of evil in the gastrointestinal community. So for some reason the other day, I had both of those at the same time. I felt like I had to diarrhea, but I went and was constipationia, which was so unforgiving and it was so rude. And I would like, if you're a medical professional who maybe turns this podcast on to, you know, inject some stupidity into your day full of like numbers and, and patience and stuff. Like I, I, I'm glad to be that for you and, and truly wish to be. I say this all the time. I really think we should gear this podcast towards the medical community because I think they need it the most. Like people whose lives are maybe a little bit stupid already. And I say that with love because as someone with a stupid life, not stupid like in a bad way, but like you have silliness around you. Like you don't necessarily need me, but I think like the lawyers and the doctors, like anyone who works on Wall Street, which is a concept I don't really understand, but I, I think means you have an important job. I think they could really benefit from this, you know, half an hour every week of just, you know, clownery. But back to my diarrhea or lack thereof, which was the problem. Yeah, I felt like I had to diarrhea, but also was constipated. So like, I, like, what am I supposed to do with that? And everyone, obviously everybody knows my philosophy on diarrhea, which is it is a gift, but you have to be in the right place to receive it. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes it, it, you know, flushes you out like nothing else can. 
you know, it's, it's a nice reset. I also would really appreciate an Activia yogurt commercial or even just an ad. Um, if anyone remembers those commercials where they had the little, um, it's a probiotic yogurt and they have those little like dancing, dancing things, the little beams that are, you know, placed on the person's stomach in the commercial and they're like dancing up around. I think that means that, it, you know, <laughs> essentially it was like, they had probably eight people in suits trying to figure out how do we show that this probiotic makes you without physically showing you that. And they thought bouncing dots in a stomach was the way to do that. And I got the message. Even young, I got the message. That show, that commercial would play in between my cartoons on the family channel. And I knew what they were telling me. I said, you know, that's... But anyway, I don't really have a, a further story because, again, with the constipation, it's almost like it was a lack of story. It's like I finally had something to report on, and then I didn't. But, um, yeah, I just thought, you know, if that's something that happened to me, I should share it in a Guptate segment. And I haven't done that in a while. So thank you for listening. I, this, this is the conclusion, 13 minutes, 2 seconds, of the Guptate. You know, and now back to our regularly scheduled programming, which consists of... A, a, a update of a, of a different sort. I don't, I don't think I talked about this last week, but if anyone remembers a few weeks ago, again, here I go talking about something that happened in a, in a previous episode. I mentioned, I should do at the start, like previously on, the nobody asked for this podcast, and then show you scenes or snippets of all the stuff that I'm going to talk about in, in this episode. As I'm saying that, it sounds like a lot of work, so I'm probably not going to do that, but you know, at least I had the idea. So anyway, if anybody remembers, a few weeks ago, I talked about how I had bought 900 grams of candy corn. Obviously, a very controversial snack. I am on the side, which I believe is the minority, that it is good. Um, I, I accept my position in that issue that I'm, I'm not in the majority, but that's fine. To each their own. Um, but I bought a 900 gram bag of candy corn off of Amazon for a actually very decent price at $17.99, might I add. Um, less than I spent on the freaking microphones that I never use for this. I'm a financial planner's nightmare. But I, I came to the end of that candy corn. A, a, a mere three or four days ago. I think this, this past weekend. And I just want to, you know, speaking of gratitude, I want to thank it for what it gave me. It was comfort. It was, you know, an honor to consume. Um, I'm a little bit concerned, you know, how fast it disappeared, given that no one else in my vicinity likes it. So it was clearly like, I can't do the thing where I say, oh, you know, like I shared it a lot or like other people ate half or, oh, the six pack of donuts. No, I definitely split those. I didn't eat six donuts on my own. You know, that type of thing. I can't really blame other people. Um, but yeah, it's, it's all gone, which actually me eating 900 grams of something has been a, a theme this month, because at Costco the other day, I got like a 900 gram thing of uh, mangoes, which that was, I believe, $12.99. So my financial planner might excuse that purchase a little bit more than the candy corn. Um, the mango was by no means ripe. I mean, we're nowhere near mango season, but I ate it all. Uh, I think I did share that one a little bit. Maybe I had like 750, 759 grams of that mango. Uh, which life hack, by the way, if you if you sprinkle a little old bay on your mango, especially if it's you know a little bit stale or not ripe, in the pre-cut section of Costco, I'm telling you, I'm pretty good. 
only thing that would have made it better if I, if I had a little candy corn to sprinkle on. But, you know, that was after that. I, I missed that opportunity. But regardless, I, you know, I, I'm, we're buying in bulk this, this, this fall, this autumn. It's just, that's just how, this is how it is, you know? I don't make the rules. The never, I talked about this before, the never-ending possible is back. We're just bulk. It's, it's bulk season. Can't wait for Boxing Day. Which, speaking of Boxing Day, I think I'm ready to finally um, admit this on a public platform. I was probably, honestly, like 13, 14, maybe 15, before I realized what Boxing Day means. Now, for our international um, listeners, which, again, according to the stats, are, are a plenty. We welcome everybody to listen to the Nobody Asked for this podcast, but apparently... Or not apparently. This I know for sure. Boxing Day is December 26th. Apparently it's not in every country. Um, and it's the day after Christmas. Essentially, the boxing stands for, you know, you're boxing everything up. You're, you're putting away your Christmas decorations. You're putting away, you know, just all the presents you got that year. Um, assuming if you're on the nice list, you know, you never know. I assume we have a nice audience. Uh, now, you don't actually have to put away all your Christmas decorations. If you're like me, you know, they start coming down mid-February, maybe closer to March. You never know. I swear I had a, like a, like a mini Christmas tree, like maybe like a, like two-foot Christmas tree in my room until July. And then I was like, at this point, what's the point of putting it away? Like, it's July. So I don't actually participate in the boxing element of Boxing Day. It's also um, a day, it's kind of like Black Friday in the States where a lot of stuff goes on sale that's kind of our boxing day so a lot of you know the malls are are full of of everyone who was able to get out of bed that day because i didn't eat too much turkey the day before um but yeah i have to say the sales in the last few years have gone down um maybe that's some sort of inflation you'd think inflation you know rising tides raise all ships you think the sales would go up as well it's unfortunately not how it works but yeah i for the longest time thought that boxing day meant that the day after christmas december 26th there was just like a bunch of boxing matches. Like it was just the day to fight somebody. It was, you know, after Christmas, after we had been filled with holiday spirit for the past, you know, two months or whatever, since the the peppermint mocha comes back to Starbucks, ever since that day, you know, filled with with Christmas joy. And then we just got to get it out. We got to box somebody. So I figured there was like boxing tournaments and like everyone was walking around with their gloves ready to go. Um, No, apparently it has absolutely nothing to do with the sport of wrestling. It is, as I've mentioned before, about actual boxes. And again, there are other things like this. I'm trying to think. Actually, that could be... I'm going to write this down. That could be a theme of the episode. Me thinking things meant something else until I was a little bit too old to realize that that's not actually what they mean. Another thing that I could do, we could add to this. Okay, ready? We're all, we're, we can all co-produce an episode together. I find it funny when people think they know song lyrics... And you'll hear someone like singing along to the song. And then they'll say the craziest thing that is like obviously not the lyric, but sounds like it enough for them to think it. And you're just like, what? Now, in the moment, I can't think of any examples, but I'm, I'm guilty of this too. Actually, I realized there are some songs that I think that I know. Like, I think I know the song. I could, I could sing it for you. I could perform it for you. And then... When I hear what the actual lyrics are, I realize that for probably years, when I get to certain sections, I just like start mumbling and like not saying English. If that makes any sense. Again, I, I in the moment I can't think of one example. I just know that this happens. 
Another very exciting update. As we've been talking about, you know, fall, very exciting time. We've been gearing up. My on my on my bucket list. Is there a bucket there's like um what's bucket list for short term? Like a short term bucket list. I guess anyone's bucket list could be short term bucket list because you don't really know when you're gonna, you know, bucket. But on my on my to do list, let's say that, my short term bucket list. I wanted to go to a pumpkin patch this year. Now I think I have enough of a social understanding to know that if me, a you know, twenty-two-year-old, show up to a pumpkin patch, unaccompanied, I'm gonna get some stares. I'm gonna get some people, you know, holding their kids a little bit tighter, making sure you know everyone's staying in groups because they're going to assume that my intentions are not to like look at the beautiful pumpkins and take pictures, which that is actually what they are. But I understand, you know, we live in a different time. Maybe. At one point, this would have been okay, but you know, this this time I I, I get it. So I, I'm gonna refrain from doing that. But I did get to attend a pumpkin demonstration. I think that would be a good word, a pumpkin demonstration. I was at the the supermarket the other day. I don't know why I called it a supermarket. I don't normally do that, but the store. I went to the market, and I walked in, and there was just like boxes of pumpkins, like 15 boxes of pumpkins, and I thought. Well, that's a fire hazard because they were literally blocking the entrance. But then I was like, wait, this is my opportunity. This is my pumpkin patch. So I pretended for a good five minutes that I was in the pumpkin patch. I was looking at the pumpkins. I was like knocking on the pumpkin, like doing the, um, you know, when you're buying a watermelon and you have to hear if it's hollow. I was doing that, but for pumpkins, I don't know what that was going to do. I, I kind of wish I had a stethoscope so I could, you know, take the heartbeat of the pumpkins and just, you know, make sure the seeds were good. Actually, that's what I'm most excited for. I'm most excited for the pumpkin seeds. You know, I really, I, I don't really care too much about the out, the physical, the outside. I care about what's on the inside of the pumpkin. You know, I'm not uh, vain or shallow, as I'm sure you can tell by listening to this. Um, you know, essentially a podcast just about myself. Um, I, I really, I really care about the heart the heart of the matter and the heart of the matter of a pumpkin is those beautiful seeds you toast them you put a little bit of of cinnamon on some you put a little bit of like maybe like an old bay or like a chili seasoning or you do a cinnamon with like a like, like a heat like a like a, um even throw some like frank's red hot have like a like a like a sweet spicy situation but regardless of of what the seeds taste like i i, I technically i went to a pumpkin patch so I can I can cross that off the short term bucket list. I can kick the bucket, and 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 die with one thing less I had to do. Now something that I fear I'm not gonna get to do. This Halloween season, this this pumpkin spice season, is try the pumpkin spice Oreos. Um, I I've been looking for them since August. They are not available in the country to which I was born. Um, this is something I've gotten used to Canada. You know, we have a, a bit, a bit of a smaller, I guess, economy than, you know, our American brothers and sisters who, you know, you go in the aisles of their, their stores and it's like 18 different types of Oreos, 15 different types of pop tarts. Like, it's just a different, it's just a different experience. And I never really understood the reason for that, but apparently it's like, it, it goes, it goes deeper than just, they didn't want to give us, you know frosted strawberry donut maple pop tarts it's like a you know businessy businessy reason but that's okay because anytime i would go to said american grocery stores i would come out of there with like 
you know, let's just say I could never go to Express Checkout because I had more than 15 items. I was getting every every version of everything that you can find here as if I was on Extreme Coupons. I think I've spoken about this before. Extreme Coupons is my version of the Olympics. Like, I think some people watch the Olympics and they think, I, you know, I want to do that one day. I want to study. I want to train for that. I'm going to go to a practice facility and learn how to do that. I, that's how I would watch Extreme Coupons back in the day. Anyone that doesn't remember, Extreme Coupons was basically this show where people would coupon at an extreme amount. They would have binders and binders and binders and binders of coupons. And they would show you at the beginning of their episode, like, hi, I'm Cheryl from you know, Detroit, Michigan, and I'm a couponer. And you'd basically go into Cheryl's basement and you would see she had like a freaking store, racks and racks of 15 things of baking soda, 102 bars of soap, you know, 60,000 toothbrushes. Now, this was, this was pre-pandemic. So when the pandemic hit, Cheryl and Associates were good to go ready. I wonder if they'd been collecting hand sanitizer because, I mean, that's a, that's a good chunk of change right there. But essentially... Over the years, you know, Cheryl, let's call her, had couponed so much that she has like a stockpile. She has like a freaking store in her basement that literally costed like maybe $3. Because what would happen, right, is they would extreme coupon. They're basically in the store for seven hours. You see all of the, of the products that they're buying. And it's funny because the, the, the show itself is not sponsored by each of the, the products that they're buying. So they have to use almost like a party city, spirit of Halloween type rewording of the products that they're buying. Like, you know how at, at like a, a costume store, the costume's not called like Little Mermaid. It's called like Fish Woman Who Lost Her Voice. Same idea. Instead of calling it Gatorade, they have to call it um, Sports Drink. Instead of calling it um, Splenda, they have to call it kind of like sugar, but won't make you fat. Stuff like that. So you basically see these people buy like loads and loads and loads of stuff. And they always have their, their big bucket of coupons. They're like, I've calculated it. This, you know, one of these is $2, but I have a coupon for free. So I'm going to buy 87 of them, but then I have a coupon that doubles that. So the store now owes me $42.98. Like, it's crazy how that works. Like, these people will get up to the register, unload. Like, I hope those, those poor cashiers get commission. They unload, like, they, they need, like, two hours at the register to, to scan everything. They're, they're giving each individual coupon. You can literally see poor Cheryl sweating, making sure that each coupon was scanned correctly. There's always turmoil. I've spoken before how In Love It or List It, basically like a home renovation show, or any home renovation show, they always find like asbestos or like some sort of black mold that like throws the budget completely and like and like half the things that the, the family wanted done on their list is like not going to happen, but they're going to give you a new bar of soap in the kitchen type of thing um, to kind of compensate for the fact that like they literally couldn't do any renovations to your, to your home because they spent the entire budget trying to clear out the mold that came from, you know, three owners before you, that type of situation. There's always turmoil and the turmoil in the extreme coupons is like Sally at the register didn't properly scan through all the coupons. So when they got to the grand total, it was like 
500 items for $12.98, when in her calculations with her T3 Texas Instruments calculator, Cheryl thought she was going to be gaining $2.92. And they fake tell you that they're shopping for charity. Now, I'm not saying that, they, that they're not charitable, pe- charitable people. I'm not saying that they're not... Um, you know, that potentially some of the stuff in their stockpile, so they call it, won't end up in a charity bin two days before it's about to expire. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, I think they're just telling us that so they don't get outrage of, you know, why does a woman, you know, in her 50s with a husband and two kids need literally every last Gatorade that, you know, Walgreens has to offer. You know, I think they might be trying to preempt any criticism by, by telling us that it goes to charity. I don't know. I'll go, I'll go along. I'll play along. Got it. Because, because like, if you really cared about charity, um, the production company or, or the network, you know, TLC, obviously, who else would put a show like this on air? My Strange Addiction, Honey Boo Boo, you know, those type of shows. They really could just donate all of that food or the quantity that it takes to, you know, get all that food and, and just donate to charity if they really cared. Just just saying. Anyway, um, but yeah, check it out. My straight, not My Strange Addiction. Well, check that out too. There's a woman that eats her couch. We can get into that next episode. But this episode, your homework is Extreme Coupons. I believe it's on Discovery Plus, which is like the 18th. It's a new, it's the 18th newest streaming service that uses plus in the name. I don't know. Okay, actually, there is a topic that I would like to talk about. I've thought about this for years, and I just think, and I'm sure it's not an original thought, but I would just like an explanation, okay? Because I'm here really as an investigative journalist, a journalism person. I would like to know, how come when I go to the bookstore, right? I'm, I'm rolling up to Indigo. If you're in Canada, maybe a Barnes and Noble. If you're in America, how come every book says number one New York Times bestseller? Like I've like is is nobody number two? Like I've never seen. Like I know someone, someone wrote a book once, put it out, and it came, it became number two. Like how is every single person number one? Every single one. That's not like that's not possible. So either. That means that becoming a New York Times number one bestselling author is not difficult. Or there's like 18 different lists where it's like the categories of the rankings are like best book with a blue cover with a picture of a taco on the front um, released in the month of March. Like how specific are these categories that everyone can get a number one? Is it just one list? Is it multiple lists? I don't, what is the New York Times bestseller? I don't know. All I know is that I want to be on it. So hopefully we can we can bump up the listenership, the audience of this podcast enough to the point that I can release a book and become a New York Times bestseller. Or I'll just call my book New Yorkie Times bestseller. Like I'll spell it like weirdly, like maybe New N-U York, maybe we'll throw an E at the end. Um, times, I'll spell it like the herb, like T-H-Y-M-E, bestseller. It's, it's just something to think about. I don't know. It's a, it's a thought that I've had for a while, and I'm glad that now we've, we've gotten it out. 
I think that was a that was a theme this episode. We're getting we're getting a lot of things out, you know. And I I encourage I encourage everyone to do the same. I encourage everybody to you know once a week, get out your phones, get out the voice memo app. I know you all have it. Click click record, record your thoughts, and just like release it, you know, onto the internet, where no one will listen to it, with no financial compensation whatsoever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyone ever have that urge? Anyway, um, I hope you all have a great weekend, a great end of your week. Or if you're listening to this on a Monday for some reason, have a, a great week. You know, just have a whatever whatever state you're in, have a great one, or at least not the worst you've ever had. You know, have a good have a good. Let's not let's not put greatness you know on it. Have a good day. If it turns out to be great, even better. But let's aim for mediocre. Mediocrity is acceptable. As I always say, you can find us on podcast.nobodyaskedforthis.podbean.com or on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon something, Samsung Podcasts. We're also on Twitter, Instagram. You can find that all in the description. We're on TikTok. I'll get. I'll. We'll, we will get back on. We're on TikTok. Please follow us. Again, us is just me. Uh, we're gonna. We're gonna figure something out there. We're gonna. We're gonna start talking again. But um, and I've said that before. But it's really you know the closer, the more time that passes, the closer we get to the day where I make another TikTok. Um, yeah, Facebook. Follow us on Facebook. Friend us on Facebook. Whoever that works. Um, all of that information in the description or again on our website. Our website. A podcast.nobodyaskedforthis.podbeat.com. I appreciate your listening. Appreciate you spending your time with me. I don't know why you would choose to do that, but I appreciate that you have. Very gracious. And we will see you next week. Bye. I mean, you won't like see, see me. You'll hear me. Maybe. I mean, please. That'd be great. Okay, bye.